Welcome to a new episode of Movie Schmovie. Uh, this is episode number 377. Uh, my name is Stephen, one of the co-hosts of the show. And as always, and especially today, I'm joined by Ron and John. Guys, good to see you. Uh, good to see you too, good Steve. To see you. And hear you. Yeah, especially today. Are we here now more than ever before? Is that what you're saying? Possibly. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like, so. I think that's just what it is. It's like, uh, we got to see a movie together this week in person. Yes, so it's nice to be able to talk about that one time when it's coming out, uh, when this episode drops. And uh, yeah, for those listening to the podcast, they're enjoying hopefully hearing us. This is I'm here enjoying hearing both of you. And for anybody on the YouTube channel watching us, I'm sure they're experiencing the same thing that we're both or all three of us are experiencing and, and the joy in seeing each other in our backgrounds of our different <clears throat> homes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, as the podcast goes along, our, our, our beverage choices, Ronald's got a bottle. I got a blender bottle of water. John, I've got yeah, like there a, you go. There it is. Look, look at that. Look yeah, at that. that's a, that's like an, ad, an adult beverage tent. You He's know, the adult. Is, like, you, know. you know that it's something adult. Costco alkaline water, man. Quality of my life has gotten better since getting alkaline water in my life. It's crazy. That's that sounded so much like a like a product placement. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I feel like a like a walking ad, which we all are. Except a <laughs> yeah, sitting <right>. ad. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, so uh, today's episode, uh, I mentioned last week, my pick for our weekly uh, segment, the required viewing is going to be Riders of Justice, which was mm-hmm. a film that came out, I mean, not even three years ago, uh, 2020, <clears throat> and uh, Mads Mikkelsen is the star of it, and that was m- the, the majority of the reason that I wanted to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd mentioned last week seeing him pop up in these ads for uh, Indiana Jones and Dial of Destiny. And just uh, recently, there's been a lot of conversation on the socials about like Hannibal and Brian Fuller and, you know, the rewatch and appreciating it and everything, you know, that yeah. that show was. So it's just been fresh in my mind. And uh, yeah, it was like great opportunity to finally watch this movie that I missed the same year that he had a film cam- that came out called Another Round, which seemed to get a lot more attention, especially around the festivals and um, of the awards circuit. Um which is also, you know, I enjoyed that movie, um, but I never watched this one. So when we get to that, we'll talk more about um, Riders of Justice. We're going to also, the movie that I mentioned that we all were able to see together is the new film in the Fast and the Furious franchise, the 10th installment, Fast X, which is out now, the day this podcast is released. Um, and we're going to talk about that as our feature review. And then at the end, as we always do, anything else that we may have watched in the past week, we'll kind of go through those bullet points fairly quickly so riders of justice again 2020 mads mickelson danish film that i'm not familiar with many of the other actors in the movie one or two of them maybe looked a little familiar to me um but had you guys Same. heard about this movie um before i mentioned it at all or um, yes where, where was it okay so john had I, mean, some I, awareness. Had, I had seen the trailer and thought it looked interesting and weird and and that's Strangely, it's the movie that you think it's going to be from the trailer. I mean, just because it does feel like it's it's blending violent action with with a kind of weird comedy or something. You you can't quite tell, but the trailer had something going for it that that seemed more than just straight action. So that's all I knew about it. And you know, um, 
I, you know, normally I trim up my beard a little bit during the week, but I thought in honor of Mads Mikkelsen's beard in this movie, I would not. So, um, <laughs> I'll step out from behind my microphone for a moment. You can see this is some shaggy. Did you guys shit. watch it with subtitles or did you watch it with uh, English dub? Dubbing. Subtitles, subtitles, or dub titles? I, I did uh, subtitles. <laughs> I did, I did, subtitles. Dub, I did it dubbed. What you a do the fool. dub? See, what a fool! I, I can't do dubbed. I mean, like I feel like yeah, dubbed. Weird. I think it's that's rare. all Netflix. That's all like all Netflix content. It's, it's all rare. like yeah. dubbed. Well, I guess, but I mean, like, is it them dubbing it? Like, was it at least is it Mads Mikkelsen dubbing it, or is it someone other? Man, the the guy's voice. No. That's mad. It's like, hey guys. My, my wife. Yeah, the, my wife is I, I, I got Mark Wahlberg to do it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, say hello to your mom. Um, yeah, was, I don't. Yeah, I don't think. Voice. I didn't see the dub, but yeah, most of those things are like <clears throat> they have nothing to do with the dub. You know, like it's just like a yeah. Whether it's ne- and you know, no it, love for the dub. Not not in this case Netflix, but I mean I don't know where you know <clears throat> wherever you watch it. Uh, I don't know if they're responsible for the dub or if the dub <laughs> is pulled in from another like from the studio or a service or it's weird how that all works. But yeah, yeah, I don't I don't know that many of the dubs are really that good in my opinion. I mean, so I've definitely watched some, but yeah. uh, this one uh, it's weird. Like I think we talked about this before, but and, and it, there's a thing going around, and you can see it pop up on a lot of. Uh, social media people posting about this like the inclination to have subtitles on even when you're watching your native language you know like i feel like i I fall into that sometimes myself because it's weird like i feel like sometimes i feel more locked into the show or it forces me to be more locked into the show than just you know getting into the habit of like dozing like not you know like drifting off like looking at something else but knowing that i'm still in because i'm hearing what they're saying like even though i understand that that's still an option for me sometimes when i have subtitles on like some of the platforms if i turn it on it'll be on on the next thing that i watch by default yes so i'm just like ah, whatever i'll just leave it on because it doesn't bother me it's not a it's not a distraction in any terms but like i almost find sometimes that i'm like shit like i feel like i'm like watching listening reading sometimes and i'm just like i'm like hyper engaged well okay steve i'm gonna watch i'm I'm gonna say that there's two things i think that that one is i think i agree that when you're reading it you can sometimes be so involved in the text of what's being said um that you'll even catch things that normally you would have just thought was somebody muttering under their breath you would have gotten the gist of it but seeing what the actual line is or sometimes if it's dialogue from the next room that you don't really overhear if you're just watching it but when you see it it's it's scripted and it's a line sometimes there's like shit you might miss but the other thing is i think it both locks you in more like you said but it also allows you to be less locked in because you can have a um you know somebody can be running a vacuum and you can still uh uh see the, what's being said or you can have a fan on in the mm-hmm. room or you can like so you can kind of watch almost more absent-mindedly and still follow with subtitles which is something that yes yeah, i'm saying like I, I will sometimes turn on subtitles to to if if it's like a movie that's got a weird sound mix or something and then yeah if the platform remembers but i've gotten that's... very very used to to sort of reading along with most things that i watch <clears throat> it's weird i watched I watch a video essay on vox that's like saying that like like a large majority of it is because you can't hear what the, the dialogue the mix is, is weird. It's yeah. related. The mix is related to um the way that TVs are made, the way that um old TVs just had stereos. The speakers were right up front and they mm-hmm. were whatever they were, but you could kind of jack them up and that was it. It was just a stereo mix. 
But because people have smart TVs, the speakers are down here and there's not enough space to put good speakers. Everybody's kind of like, it's a thing I was telling Aaron, I'm always leaning into audio. Like, it's like a strange thing. I mean, like, especially upstairs, like our, our soundbar, I'm like, what? What did he say? Because right. it's mixed weird. And then everything is mixed differently. Yeah. And then some things are like, you can hardly hear them. Yeah. Like, I'm only hearing dialogue and none of the, the other things or vice versa. So it's it's strange. Yeah. Real uh, this is an interesting thing like that not to get off topic but no, yeah, no I, th there's one thing about like, subtitles I've, I've been waiting to make this observation though and i'm just going to point this out anybody who watches stuff with subtitles knows this the one thing that subtitles will tell you in advance like you're watching something the one thing a subtitle tells you is if a line's going to be interrupted yeah. yeah because there'll be the little dashes halfway yeah. into the line and you'll know the character's about to be interrupted I don't, I don't know why that is something i picked up on but now i notice it on i've been watching a lot of succession <laughs> lately and there's a lot of like conversation and interruption like on that cross talking show. yeah and it's funny to see like oh yep this person's not going to finish their sentence i know they're not going to finish that sentence it's i mean it's just a weird thing you notice it's not important to to point out i guess but have you yeah. ever watched things that were like i watch aaron and i watch a lot of like asian game shows on netflix and if you do it with dubbing and subs, the difference in the dubbing and the subs, oh yeah, are crit. Sometimes it's like a totally different thought. It's I've like watched a Miyazaki movie like that before, where really? I watched the American dub, and then I was like, I feel like I don't know. I felt like I was maybe missing something, and so I mm -hmm. watched the the subtitled version, and there was yeah. so much more detail Ooh. in the lines. Yeah, I, yeah. I felt like it was like, oh, maybe it's a timing thing or something. Yeah, I think um, so. But uh, yeah, it was weird how much nuance was lost in the in the English dub, which otherwise yeah. was nice to watch because they have good actors doing you know like nice performances. But right, it, right. so it gains wow. a little bit, but it lost. That's it lost, really cool. Uh, yeah, it was an interesting thing to note. Um, the other thing I just want to say, and this is also something I've noticed on uh, uh, Succession, but any show they do this. Um, it used to be scoffs, like that would be in the subtitle a lot. They were big mm. fans of scoffs for a while, but now I've noticed when someone goes. It says blows raspberries. And I've seen this on oh, several shows. But I'm like, <laughs> I just think it's weird. I know that, like, I know why that's there. I'm not making fun of the fact that they need to describe yeah. scoff or they need to describe exhales or inhales. Sometimes I, yeah. I you think, why is that there? But you go, oh, if, if you're not hearing it, you might need to know that context. Yeah. But I think it misleads a person who can't hear into thinking that they're going like yeah. or something like that. Well, to me, that's blowing a raspberry. I don't think of... Or like there's going to be a scene comes up where somebody pulls their shirt up and they blow a raspberry on their stomach. <laughs> right. Like that just yeah. let, that lets me down if I yeah. didn't get that in a You're movie. Like, it's like, I guess that all that raspberry stuff is off is off camera because I didn't yeah. see anybody lifting That must be in the bonus features. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, but back to Riders of Justice. Riders of Justice, um, yes. I don't know. What did, what did you guys uh, think of this? Ronald, why don't you... You didn't know anything about it at all, so tell me what you thought of it. Weepy. I was so weepy, man. This yeah. movie was effective. Like this, this band of uh, crazy people, bandits. This band of interestingly socially awkward people. Um, of guys that really, look like they smell funny. Yeah, probably. yeah, all of them. Like, um, just really worked for me, man. Like there's, there's just like there's this crescendo that kind of happens with Mads, you know, when he's facing the issues that he's facing i don't want to give it all away but like you know a tragedy happens well we spoil and, we spoil in this segment people knew they yeah, could watch it with us so. yeah it just just the circumstances because it kind of has to do with the 
the twist and all this stuff. I know, but, but we but but we always spoil in required viewing. We talk about. Oh, okay. Talk. John so, is telling you to spoil this. I'm saying don't oh, hold back. Like, to, like, uh, like, like don't worry about. All right. Well, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll probably say something. Just snitching. I think it's like a snitching thing. And somebody told me don't snitch when I was a kid. It's <laughs> it runs with me. So like when you guys are like say it, say it, tell on them. I'm like, oh man. I Fucking gotta tell on this guy. But anyway, sorry. He <laughs> tell on was, this movie. I want you to tattle on this movie. Yeah, there's something about the tragedy and the, you know, we we all are parents trying to protect our kids, right? And you know, and and love our significant others and seeing the 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 battle that he goes through at, you know, with his kids and and you know, just with loss. It's something I think that anybody could relate to, but you especially feel it. You know, I I, I couldn't relate when I used to see the things where like somebody's kid would get scared half to death. You know, I can understand because I have a younger sister on some level, but having a kid and seeing like fear and, you know, pain in a, in a kid, you just you just want to take it from them, you know, and sometimes that manifests itself through a coldness you know i can honestly say i have some firsthand experience with one half of my parental unit kind of reacting poorly to to my personal tragedies just because you know they didn't want me to feel it you know it wasn't that they didn't care it was just like i don't know how to react to this so i want to be stoic because i want you to be like this right about Mm -hmm. it you know so that that kind of stuff was so well acted um every person in the movie i liked it's weird. It's like even the gangsters. It's like, <laughs> I like these guys. <laughs> I like these guys. I like the daughter. I liked the boyfriend who was seeming like he would be an asshole, but he was so like, oh man, like it's cool. You did. You punched me in the face. It's. It was like this cool. Like there's a lot of lot, lot more love around him, and I think I kind of love that about him. The surprise was the love. Like it's like, it, it's like your family. You create your family you really it's really your responsibility to kind of pull the love out of it like see where the love is and you know you could look at a situation and be like this is the worst thing that could ever happen or you could be like man i'm so glad that people are here for me you know it's and and the 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 only difference between those two things is perspective and this this it was just well written it it shouldn't have worked it shouldn't have worked between the very violent violence and the tragedy and the weird off-color jokes that were being made. It 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 works though. It works. It's one of the best movies I've seen in the last couple of years to me. It just wow. really touched me, man. Touched my heart. I see yeah, all those things you're saying. I don't know if it, if I had quite that re- reaction to it, but I totally see all those things that you're saying. I mean, in the, and was thinking about those things when I was watching it. That what was making this interesting was the how well written it is, and how like yeah, how many ideas it manages to get into it, and how how like when characters have conversations, they actually yeah. have these kind of interesting oddball sort of conversations you know that like it's overused to like refer to say the coen brothers or wes anderson or someone like that when someone includes a kind of deadpan comedy in the middle of this type of movie um but i think that that's it that's the i mean that's almost the league this movie was in in terms of that It, it, it as far as like unusual characters and I don't, i'm not saying quirky in the sense of i don't know what word to use so i'm going to say quirky i mean characters who actually are like qu- have quirks characters that yeah, are like idiosyncratic and real have quirks. something going to them and i still don't understand why the one guy ran out of the car and showed his little butt 
and cried uh, for Man. me. I'm still, I'm still puzzling over that scene. But, but I think that each one of these characters is like funny and weird, and they say things that are inappropriate. I didn't like the villains as much as you did, uh, Ronald. Mm. <laughs> but, 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 because I, I feel like this they were like the the tip of the spear for like uh you know using slurs and just being generally unpleasant wow. but um but i i thought that they were um it was an interesting story and without oh i'm not you know not going to try to spoil the whole story but the whole notion of like the futility of what they're what they're doing and how it's the wrongheadedness about about some of the revenge that they are that you know our group of heroes are are perpetrating is is something I really didn't expect and it also reminded me I don't know it reminded me of the, what's the guy the um, Banshees of Inisherin guy uh, uh, McDonough McDonough it reminded me of that style a little bit of like there's violence and there's actual sort of crime movie mechanics of a story yeah. but. There's also this other side that's much more interested in the the little character moments, almost like uh, um, you know Danny Boyle or someone like that might do that kind of thing too, of just like mixing like you're seeing all the, it's a crime story, but it's not the movie you've usually seen. It's about yeah. it's a it's a revenge story. It's a little bit like Taken, but it's not that. It's a little bit like a Coen Brothers crime comedy, but it's not quite that either. And and I do think it gets a lot of its energy from being a Danish movie with a kind of Danish spin on that style of comedy and that mood, that sort of bleakness that coldness you might expect mm -hmm. um uh i really appreciated the the overall i mean some of the things you're talking about ronald if it's just like the overall effectiveness the how, how nicely made it is and how um uh back back to what we're saying how good the dialogue is <clears throat> yeah i think yeah. i think I, I i really liked it too i mean i was really happy to see it uh and i'm glad i didn't continue to overlook it but i just yeah, I think the big takeaway for me was kind of what Rana was getting at was just like <clears throat> not not so much how emotional I was watching it, but like the like that the way it kind of accomplishes that like emotional undercurrent yeah. with the characters yeah. in the midst of like you said, John, like the crime story or the Coen Brothers esque film, you know. But I think just like this idea of like how how each of the characters that we spend the majority of the movie with are either coping with the tragedy that happens early in the film or like in some ways, tragedy. yeah, exactly. In some ways kind of dealing with their own challenges in their lives before everything collides, you know, before the, uh, you know, the idea of this not being an accident brings them all together, you know, and, and even how the movie, you know, ends up. And and if you say the twist or the realization as to like, you know, the path that they were going down and ultimately what, you know, happens. Uh, yeah. I think that, that real, that reality for them, especially that, that character, like the scene in the beginning where he's uh, at that, like, I guess a board meeting or a presentation talking about like, yeah you know, statistical and the the what the algorithm can kind of call can can kind of predict not just correlation but causation and things like right. that and that that's the kind of uh jumping off point for what brings them together and like his deduction of what happened and what do they ask him they said well somebody on the committee says like are any of these findings compelling or so they say something right, yeah. like, like are what, any is, of these... what is that going to do for us basically right right like, but like they're like... basically saying like so you're saying you can predict these things but what sort of things and do we care about these kind of things like is right, it interesting right. could, could you please tell and me even the example that he gives you know and like in terms of like somebody driving in a winter you know and yes. there's being in, there's an accident like you know what what are the factors that lead to that like you can see that right. after the fact and that's kind of sort of like you know 
it, it, it's what he does. Yeah. When he sees this event that he is somehow a part of. And, uh, you know, it's it's kind of that's the that's really the, the the light that like of the match that kind of brings this whole thing together, which I thought was really cool. And especially, you know, kind of how the movie ends and, and how this whole journey or this revenge tale ends. Um, right. Really speaks to like the whole point he's making in that presentation and really kind of how that works and doesn't work sometimes. Um, and, but and even I, that I little wraparound. That little wraparound is so so yes, well yes. shot and so interesting. It's cool. Too. It's very cool. And yeah, I mean, Maz is great. I love him uh, in pretty much anything and everything. Yeah, he's the uh, best. He really he is. is like one of the best yeah. actors like to watch, and he's so consistent. And even beyond the 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 performance, and there there's a few actors like this, but like even beyond the performances, which are always consistent, even if he's something you know the best part of something that's not good, and that's not the case right. for this. I think this movie's very good. But like even beyond his performance what he's saying, what he's doing, anything like that. He's just so much fun to watch. He's interesting. Like, he is. Yeah. He's so, yeah, I'm immediately engaged with him before he even says a word or moves. Like the first scene that he's in when he's just walking around that army base or whatever, that military base, you know, there's so much going on with that phone call with his wife. And like, he's just, I don't know, man. I just, I just, those more, those like subtler scenes with him in this movie really speak to what I'm trying to describe. Like he doesn't have to be killing someone or beating someone up or any of those things. Yeah. It's just like, even when he's quiet and not doing anything, he's still so much fun to watch on the screen. And yeah. it's kind of, that's, that's, you know, I don't know for me, that's kind of rarefied air. I think he, he's pretty special in that way. And not so yeah. many people fall into that category, but, and again, that's what drew me to wanting to see this to begin with. But yeah, I thought this movie was great. I mean, I love the balance of, you kind of nailed it, John, with like all these kinds of movies that it kind of seems like, but it's not, but it is sort of still. And I think that that kind of mashup really works for it. And, and you know, uh, all the stuff with the daughter and 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 kind of even how the movie ends. I just I just really I really enjoyed this movie. I'm really glad I, you know, I, I love, out. love, love the scene where they go to see the guy who pulls the gun on him at the door and they're all about to leave. And then he like turns around and goes back. And that's like the John Wick. Yeah, kind of moment, but it's so funny seeing them react to what he just did, like to yeah. the fact that yeah. what they're involved. It's that thing of like, oh shit, the, who did we just who did we just hook ourselves up with? You know, yeah. And of course, the, the, the that becomes kind of the tone of the movie that the violence escalates from there. But that that scene is just a fun. I love that idea of like you're you're going through your story and it's already interesting enough, you know. And you find the guy and he's going to help you do the thing. Oh, but the guy you found that's going to help you, he he might be a psychopath, you know, or he might <laughs> at least have issues to work out. That now yeah. you're sort of on yeah. the. It's like being the cab driver in the movie. Uh, what is it? Collateral. Where it's like yeah. you figure out the guy that you're dealing with is not just a, a crook. He's like uh, maybe a malevolent force or something. And in this case, it's like, oh, wait, we're with a guy who's like going to do this kind of thing. And then I think what they do at the next, like that guy going in to clean up, I, I thought that whole, I don't know. It's an interesting rhythm. Like little little reveals happen when you don't expect a reveal to come. Um, and then we meet a character in that apartment that turns out to be one of the one of the you know, sort of heroes of the movie in a lot of ways, too. Um What's his name? Babashka or Babadushka or something? Yeah, yeah, uh, something like that. I don't remember the name. Anyway, but so yeah, that it's it's just like you don't you don't know what's about to happen in this movie. Like it really you does don't. keep you guessing on the shape of it. Even though when it gets yeah. to the end, it does resemble maybe the movie you thought you were seeing from the beginning. But it's got such an interesting way of getting us to that final scene. 
uh, it's not what you could have predicted. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Great. Cool. Movie. All right. Well, uh, what's up next? You're, you're up, John, right? All right. Well, every now and then for one of these, you have to just pick, pick one of those movies off of your should see it list. One the movie that you've read about or heard people mention many times, and it's just time to see it and, and win better than for this show. So this is a, a movie from 1973 that was remade. Um, uh, let me see. When was it remade? Uh, it was remade in, uh, 2014 by, by, uh, one of our, one of our most famous directors. And I'll say who that is in just a second, but the movie is the, it's, it's, I've, you know, you see it referred to as a black exploitation movie. You'll see it referred to as a vampire movie, but it's Ganja and Hess from 1973, uh, directed and written by Bill Gunn. Uh, and it's starring uh, Dwayne Jones, who people may know as Ben from uh, Night of the Living Dead, the original Night of the Living Dead, who's like maybe the yeah. breakout star of that movie. And um, I think this is one of the only other major roles he played. Like he he really didn't do a lot of parts uh, before his death in the 80s, uh, Dwayne Jones. So I've always been curious about Ganja and Hess. Um, I did not see The Sweet Blood of Jesus, which was the Spike Lee uh, remake. But uh, yeah, this is one that I just feel like it's a it's a blind spot for me, and it really I, really, I should have seen it by now. So uh, mm. so Ganja and Hess or Ganja and Hess, I guess I don't know, but it, I think it's Ganja. Cool. Do we know it has to be on available? Yeah, um, I think it's all over. One thing is there are a couple of different edits of it. I think the 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 proper edit is like an hour and uh, fifty three minutes. There's like a seventy eight minute edit that was it was recut, kind of taken out of the director's hands and recut, oh, wow. and I think released under a different name. Um, but yeah, the the version what was it called? Blood Couple, which is a pretty weird name. <laughs> but um, anyway. The uh, the you know the the proper version is around a minute, an hour and fifty three minutes, but I do th- yeah it's out there. I ha- I did not actually check to see what the best. So it's on it's on it's on Showtime if you have okay. that, uh, and it's on well in terms of streaming it's on that and it's on Fubo. Okay. And then uh, it's on available to rent on a couple of different platforms or purchase on a couple of different platforms as well. Yeah. Boom. I have never heard of this film, so um, really, I've I've heard that it's very, very like artsy and like kind of nightmare-ish, like in terms of like dreamlike imagery, but then really kind of horrific stuff. And it's supposed to be a critique of uh, the hypocrisy of 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 Christianity as it relates to black people. And I don't know, there's all these things you hear about that that are not the vampire movie story. I I, you know I've heard the the logline mentions the kind of supernatural stuff, but it seems like it's going to be one of those movies that's trying to cover a lot because I believe the director Bill Gunn said he did not want to make a a, a, a vampire. What was it? The black vampire movie. He wanted to right, do right. something. Um, the last thing I want to do is make a black vampire film. He he said when he accepted the project. <laughs> so I'm not sure what 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 he why, but I you know it's yeah. like it, a socially yeah. conscious director who's trying to do something that's not black exploitation, mm. but for some reason people still call it that. You've seen it, Ronald, so maybe you know better than I how, how oh. well it fits that genre or not. Yeah. But I have no real expectations of this movie outside of just the the, the I expect it to be something very uh, um, unique. <clears throat> I saw it a really long time ago, but I remember how beautiful it was. It was like one of those like mandatory dad movies. He's okay. like, hey, but I don't remember anything. But but I did see The Sweet Blood of Jesus. I uh, 
So I'm super curious how this one is in comparison. The only thing I've heard, because I dug into it a little bit, is that some mm-hmm. people said that this movie actually was noteworthy at the time because it kind of broke from the black exploitation tendency to to like objectify women and kind of okay. really lean on the male gaze. This movie took a more artistic approach to that stuff. And that mm. the Spike Lee movie, they say doesn't do that. And I've also, you know, there's general criticisms of Spike Lee, maybe not being of, of, of one of his areas of greatest sensitivity is maybe not how he handles female characters sometimes. So um, I've heard, heard that that's this. a, I've heard that the sweet blood of Jesus is a little bit more like just possibly sexually graphic and exploitative versus versus this movie which is supposed to be more artistic but that's about all i know so cool so cool i'm excited man yeah i don't remember anything about this one so do you remember anything about fast x yeah you beat me to it i was like that that's pretty fresh still right we had a great conversation post screen that we should have probably just recorded (laughs) yeah Yeah. but uh the the, fast x there we go nice transition john uh out now in theaters again the 10th film in the franchise uh, what was supposed to be a two-part finale? It I thought it was just cross part. promotion with Gas X. I had no idea that that's <laughs> why X was in the title. Oh, okay, um, makes sense though. Yeah, I don't know who. What, what's the come of this franchise? But uh, apparently, like I was saying, it was supposed to be two films. Uh, the beginning of the end is how they've marketed this film. Um, but you know, at the premiere, Vin Diesel made a comment about there possibly being three films. We'll see. Uh, you know that there's not going to be three films if these movies don't make you know crazy box office. Uh, tracking's down for this one and i think that's why they're doing all this last minute promotion in terms of like a five minute reel that they released like the spoilers that came out of the premiere mm-hmm. about some things that happened in the film but um i don't know man fast x is an interesting watch uh i think among us i think we're kind of at varying degrees in terms of just our uh feelings about the fast franchise as a whole uh in general, personally, I, I, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of it. I, I, I do feel like the last few films, including this one, um, have really kind of pushed me further away from it, you know, in terms of it being like um, like genuine excitement for a new installment to come out and, and what it's become and what I feel more like now is it's more of like a, well, I guess I'll see this because, you know, like I yeah. used to love these movies in some manner. But like, I got to just see how it ends or like what's happening now. I don't want to say it's like a hate watch because I don't know that it's to that level. But um, in general, I thought this movie was horrible. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. There's so much to say. I'll just say I, I, we should all give our I wanted to jump off and just say it, John. <laughs> well, but I mean, like, personally, there's a there's I, a part I, of me I, that the one of the one of the points I wanted to make with this is I'm sort of glad. Because these aren't movies, as you alluded to. Yeah. You know, we have different degrees of interest. The, the 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 Fast and Furious movies are not my jam, um, but I have enjoyed talking about them with you guys, and I have also enjoyed the sort of trajectory. The the, the I, I I like to notice the sort of the the ramping up of the craziness in these movies, yeah. and then that yeah, became yeah. the line, and then that became the thing of like, well, now they're going to say th- they know what people are saying, and so now the movies are just kind of matching the sort of internet talk about, well, they should yeah. do this in space, or they should do it underwater, or whatever. So it, yeah, there is a point where it it becomes not even self parody, or it's something else. But this movie felt like a parody of a Fast and the Furious movie to me, almost like even the dialogue scenes, even the dr- the dramatic moments. But I, I will just say, I am glad to see a movie with you guys in the theater in 2023 that is this expensive <laughs> and this fucking like dumb and weird <laughs> as this movie. I do agree that it's got like some dull stretches, as you were saying, Steve, that there's kind of a flat line to some of the character stuff, but there's yeah. something about 
this movie's particular flaws that make it such an interesting, it's not like the room or something like that, but there are a lot of decisions that are just oddball decisions that went into this kind of huge movie. And we just don't usually see franchise movies these days that haven't been, that haven't had some of these issues worked out before we see them. And so there is something about that, that I found very like, that was the most entertaining thing about the movie. There's one moment in particular that made the three of us all laugh out loud. And it's just like, I don't know. Was that joy? Was that, was that exasperation? What was that laugh? But whatever it was, it was a wonderful moment to share with my two friends. And I'm glad I saw this movie with you. I think Ronald, you you enjoyed it the most out of the three of us, right? I think. Yeah, but it wasn't. He used the good. word. He used right. the word fun. He never fun. said good. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, but that's fun. But right. Fun is a fun is of varying degrees, right? Like fun. There's some things like bull. Well, bull run could be fun, but doesn't mean you'll ever do it again. You know what I mean? Like this feels like that movie. Like I've never watched this. I, there's no way in fucking hell that I'm ever turning this movie on by myself like i'm not going like with my hand telling my brain to do this thing that that'll never happen if it shows up on tnt you know how like tnt plays yeah, yeah, a lot yeah, of those yeah. movies and a clip comes on or, or i'm at somebody's house of course i'll sit and watch it but this is not it whatever it is whatever it used to be it it stopped being that and some of it has to do with like the pacing the gut you guys were talking yeah, about yeah kind of the the blandness of the dialogue and i don't know like it, it, it's almost like um sometimes you see the these memes of like a person trying to like i'm not you know i'm not even going to say this this is a really inappropriate thing to say on a podcast you see memes of like people trying to do things to themselves or, like as a compliment like yeah you yeah, you jerk yourself off or something yeah. like that. That's a that's a that's a mild version. That's a but it feels like this movie is like handshaking itself more yes. than trying to be a good movie. Yes, it's Ronald. Like, oh my gosh, that's so like, like I was I was thinking so I was gonna sound crazy if I said that, but yeah, it felt yeah. like even Jason Momoa's sort of antics, which bring a little bit of life to his scenes, but they yeah. still feel totally unpolished and they totally feel like a room full of like meatheads going like, yeah, that's great. That's funny. Yeah. yeah and yeah. all that, that, all that character stuff, the dialogue that we're talking about in this is like stuff that feels like, like who thought that like the stuff between uh ludicrous and um, uh, what's her name? Oh, Khaleesi's friend oh, 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 oh. Um, yeah. where they're standing on the balcony and they're talking yeah. about like her computer skill, her car knowledge or what it's just the most, like it's the dullest, like, yeah. dialogue ever but it's meant to be like funny banter but it's like everybody's sort of you said it after we saw it steve it's like everybody's sort of buying into the fact that this is what it is and so they're kind of going through the motions almost yeah of what is a fast and furious movie and it's not even like it's the worst i mean if you look at these movies there's certain attempts to do certain things this movie i think this is an attempt to bring it back in a little bit and make it a little bit more human scale but with the sort of level of the stunts they've been doing and right. you know there's moments of there's there's a couple of cool looking stunts or there's a couple of fun moments that crack through the surface but it doesn't feel like a very inspired entry in the in the series which is why it's strange that this is like that we're kicking off a trilogy with this movie that feels like it's the it's the out of gas version of this of this franchise it feels like in yeah. so many ways but yeah you're i mean <clears throat> I, I don't want to Jason Momoa was the best part of this movie though. That's the weird part. You 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 you're saying this and you're right. Like there was some like it did feel like that. Like it did feel like there were But they were just letting him riff. They just letting <laughs> right. him riff. But, but, but also like Yeah, I'm sorry, I got wrong. 
this movie's quality is so poor on a very basic level. Like, what is the story? Where what are we doing? How's this going? That Jason Momoa is kind of the relief from that like dullness that keeps yeah. happening, yeah. the the blandness that keeps happening. He's the remedy for it. Man, I, I have to say something, man. Vin Diesel might be the worst. You know how like they talk about draft picks in the NBA or like he might be the biggest bust of all time. He might be like there's something like I, Groot, incredible character, right? But it's very basic right. and all that stuff. But like Vin Diesel as an actor, especially when he he's it feels like he's grasping at straws. Like he's he's bought into his hype. It how how doesn't Denzel buy into his own hype or or like. Tom Cruise buy into his hype so so much that they can act, they can act in, in between them being incredibly charismatic people, right? Sure, mm-hmm. they may do some movies that we may not love, right? But they still maintain a sense of like I'm an actor, I'm delivering something to this. I don't know what Vin Diesel brings to a movie anymore. I don't they, know. They, what they, they have a non-zero amount of stage presence or not of screen presence. Yeah, you know, yeah, like like yeah. And I, I like I found that like Vin Diesel's. That's what I was thinking about was how like his it. screen presence. Well, or just his screen presence just doesn't. It's not. I was thinking personally, not knowing if people in the world around me were loving or hating this movie. I was just watching it, going, man, he's just not really clicking with me. Like his his screen presence is just not engaging me yeah. the way that those people that you just mentioned or the way these people who can kind of hold the the screen. And I'll, also, there's a cameo, I guess the one of those leaked moments that that's in one of the post-credit scenes or the post-credit scene that uh-huh. um, that is an actor who has now become like a negative screen presence for me. Like there has to be Dang. something to get me back in the in the black with um with uh with mr uh dwayne johnson um um, because like i just feel like at this point i'm i'm it's like maybe i'm blaming him for for black adam and all that kind of stuff when i see him now but it's like i i feel very much like that that's a problem across this movie and the other people who you might like to see a little bit more you know there's fun actors that pop up but like jason statham don't expect a lot of jason statham in this movie if you're a fan of jason statham don't expect really in don't expect this to be like a a shining moment for brie larson um what's the guy who we described the his hair his hair dye matching his his uh tanning lotion or whatever in the one scene the richmond what's his name oh yeah alan richmond Alan Richmond, don't, if you're a fan of his, don't expect this to be like a great outing for him. It's like, that's what we're talking about with some of this blandness is that you've got this entire huge cast together, but there's not a lot of uh, like great moments to go around for these yeah. actors at all. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it, yeah, Richson is really... A rich, rich men? Richson? Uh, rich whatever son. he is. He, yeah, he's... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's such a weird... It's such a weird conversation. I wanted to comment on Ron, Ronald's point about like Momoa because I, I do think that he's yeah he is kind of the best part of the movie but I think at no point is that character like genuinely like menacing or you know a real scary villain per se like he's doing things that are just like very Joker-esque but I are think just, he's like, trying to be Joker right, he, right, he's, sure. he's, he's Dominic Toretto's Joker for sure sure and that may be that may be the case especially if they're saying like this is like one of two or three movies that he's gonna you know step across multiple films right yeah. as like the final you know big bad of this franchise or whatever but um who was I dead for either like, two seconds or two minutes it's hard to know uh how long his character was supposed to be dead right <laughs> I just feel yeah I just feel like you know that stands out 
like like a sore thumb in this movie because everything else is so either just I mean personally like not funny when it should be funny or funny when it shouldn't yeah. you know and kind of like even like we were kind of like oh wow this is only a two hour and 20 change you know like this is like a a, a smaller uh big crazy blockbuster a brisk movie right right and like and i personally yeah. felt like it felt longer you know yeah. i felt like the pacing 100%. of even an action car chase stunt movie you know that should be the thing that doesn't feel like that because you're so engaged in all of these and and, and it in the movie does this in terms of like all these set pieces that change and you know locations and, and scenes yeah. but they're so abrupt and so like kind of like music what like a music video yeah, like they're so broken apart, like because they're trying to fit in this location or this character to bring back or like the oh. Statham comment, like, you know, he's in basically one real scene. And that whole scene setup is like taking like a core group of characters that are in this movie or you think are going to be a big part of this movie. And they're kind of just really just moving around in yeah. the background of this entire movie when nothing that they're doing is really having any impact on. Yeah. The, the 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 quote unquote story of what Jason Momoa's character is trying to do to the group and or to Dom or whatever, I just think that like you know already the conversation's probably been spent too much time talking about any kind of logic around this movie. Right, right, right. But I mean, we're not, I just we're not trying like, to be those guys though. We're, we're right, just but I just feel like us. you know th this this is the franchise that has been able to pivot around a lot and be you know put out a couple different kinds of fast films. And I think I mentioned to you guys when we left theater, I think one of the biggest mistakes it makes is trying to build this film off of arguably one of the best films in the franchise, which was Fast Five. You know, having Jason Momoa's character be from that big safe break sequence. And, you know, I just feel like that movie really kind of was a lot of the best of what the franchise did in terms of, you know, some of the corniness, some of the cheesiness, but some great stunts and like a really cool villain and good, good sequences. Yeah. And... And and then you kind of bring that story into this, and that's the whole like motivation for what this villain's doing, you know, literally that that sequence of the film, and it's so on the nose because like even in the post credit sequence that John mentioned, it's like, why why would they bring this character back? You know, right, right. Uh, oh, oh, because you need a voiceover of the of the villain saying, oh, it's not just Dom, he caused it, but you shot him. You know, like you actually killed him. You know, it's like that kind of like just so on the nose and so like. See, I would say that uh, people who only listen to the audio version of the show, you need to just see the face that Ronald made when Steve was talking about that because it's it's worth it. Because it oh, felt yeah. like it felt like saw. Like it felt that part. It did. Felt like it did. They were just You're like right. all of your all You're of your right. life. You've lived and in you, this. And you know punishment. why it felt like saw? Because the sequence. What's he doing? He's just in a fucking abandoned theater. Watching oh, totally. Monitor and, and like screens. No, totally. It to oh, you're so it, right. It, it, it totally really felt elicits like that feeling. I felt. Yeah. I thought the same thing watching. It's like, it's like, is this saw? What the when's fuck jigsaw pop? Well, he out? did have that one scene. That one creepy scene that we you were commenting on how the audience reacted to the to that. Oh one yeah, scene. yeah, yeah. So so they are trying to position him and and there's 
there's a one scene earlier with how he he manipulates people to do what he wants that's pretty pretty hardcore but like so they are trying to set him up to be this like devilish presence this villain who i think is supposed to kind of i think we are supposed to find him menacing and not just goofy but there's almost right. no way to find a guy goofy anything but goofy i should say if he's like standing a mile away from the action like looking on a laptop screen and like playing yeah, like, with a remote, with remote control yeah. and kind of doing little yeah. dances and stuff it's like it, he's he's but again yes i agree with you guys that that um whether it's like a jock being funny or not which it is it it still has some life there's something to like you can see how jason momoa is is at least probably having fun or something and i do think that th that is like the one spot of the movie that has that kind of unusual life to it or that feels that that unpredictable the rest of this thing really does feel kind of like it's so weirdly locked down but it's also so so weird you're right steve i hadn't even thought about the fact that the scenes don't really connect to each other that much and people right. who go to see this if you're expecting a complete story i would say uh back those thoughts off a little bit too because this movie just you know doesn't really end with a feeling that that the elements so weird, came together man. at all <clears throat> yeah, yeah which is unusual for this series usually at least there's a self-contained narrative that 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 wraps up um it's just so disappointing to me i mean like I, i'm mentioning at the top like the the degree to which the three of us really kind of like these films in general or really care about this franchise because like the Vin Diesel comment is very accurate because it is something where it's like, this is the thing that he can hold on to, you know, even though he went away and came back to the series, you know, there's no doubt that he has an, a, a very aggressive amount of control over these films and this franchise. Yeah. And, you know, as reported, it was a probably a big reason that Justin Lin left the film and, you know, Louis Leterrier comes in and directs this. But I just feel like that that makes everything suffer, if I'm being blunt. Like, you know, Ronald's oh, yeah. comment about, like, what is Vin Diesel's, like, real appeal or his value? I do feel like he is, I mean, you know, he is he is a, a character, a brand, a personality that has, like, you know, found a couple properties that just will ride him off into the sunset with. Because, yeah. you know, I don't think my only, like, like, what beyond these kind of genre type things like boiler room is really his best movie in my opinion like mm. an actual performance in that movie yeah and i was gonna not, say like, i am a, giant but I, but i guess well yeah that count. again that, that yeah. would be good too yeah I, I just mean like but no you're right it's like that's his that's, physical yeah. yeah like the performance and everything like i just feel like he's gotten to this point where like he's really kind of that that ego or or that approach i, I don't even know like it's doing nothing but hurting these films. And like, I feel like that break from building up, you know, when the series comes back at four or five, it peaks six and seven, it peaks, you know, in different ways. I just think that when that happened and, you know, some people might say seven is the best one. I, I love that film too. It's one of my favorites, but I think from there, every time I've gone to these movies, I've been less and less excited to see it and more and more disappointed as I watch them yeah, because yeah. it's just such diminishing returns. And the, the scales have just tipped so far in everything that John's described about, you know, the way it's kind of buying into its own thing or, or, or how Ronald described it. It's just like, I just feel like everybody's just, everybody's just saying okay to everything. And there's like yeah. really no genuine intent to like make something great. It's just like catering to expectations, trying to give more of what worked at one point And, you know, that all kind of being shoehorned in by, yeah by vin diesel or the director i don't know i don't know it's just it's a really weird thing i want the movie to succeed you know because you know you want theatrical to succeed but i just it's it's weird i would not be shocked if this movie 
I mean, underperforms even what Fast Nine did coming out during the pandemic. Uh, I hope I'm wrong, but I mean, you know, first two weekends we'll know for sure whether or not this movie is going to be coming to home video sooner than later. But uh, you know, I don't know that this is a 17 day VOD, but I think it'll be. You know, it'll probably be available just again. I mean, if you think about Mario, you know, and when that's available, you know, this is a movie that you're going to have probably within a month or so at home. Yeah. So some people that aren't going to hear great word of mouth, you know, they may wait for that kind of thing. And that's going to affect, you know, the performance of the movie. But and and maybe if you get our our listeners to write in and and when they think it was that we all laughed uh, out loud, because (laughs) you, you might be able to guess it. Um. Uh, uh, you know, the the uh, the thing I noticed about this movie, and this is a really, you know, something I really didn't think about until the day we were going to meet for this. And Ronald, you sent us a link to a YouTube video uh, with a woman describing sort of the general plot line of and timeline of all the Fast and Furious movies. And so I, yeah, I, yeah. I refreshed my memory and I, I realized as I was watching that and sitting down to watch the new one that I never saw Fast 9 or whatever it was called. Yeah. Like I, I didn't see it. Like, I guess I thought I saw it. It was one of those that I thought I saw and just forgot, but I was like, Oh yeah, I, I, I remember all the jokes about them going to space. And then I remembered the, they actually did it this time. And I remembered knowing that, but I never actually saw the movie. So it's, it, yeah. you know, that was, I, I, now I'm wondering, I'm asking you guys, do I need to go back and watch uh, the ninth one? Okay. So I can no. spare myself that. All right. You spare yourself. The I'll spend time, that time man. watching Ganja and Hess instead. Yeah, <laughs> sure. It's, it's weird though. Cause that one was one where like, Oh, Justin Lin's coming back to the franchise. Cause F Gary Gray did eight. And it was like, yeah. You know, Justin Lin was supposed to direct this one too. So it's, it's right. Right. He left the weekend of production, yeah. but I'm just saying like, you know, there, there's some, there are some redeeming things in eight and nine specifically like some stunts and things like that that were cool but not much to be blunt and i think that like this just kind of again is just like the continue of that slide down some people i think i think some audiences will really enjoy this movie uh you know especially if you're in the bag for this franchise because i do think it does fix some of what nine what a lot of people didn't like about nine and Mm. And, and kind of get it back in a, in a specific lane, but it, it it's it's like it, it it overshoots that lane and then some, with like how ridiculous the the dialogue and like the character moments and it's kind of absurd how if you think about how many scenes are in this movie, and the spread of the characters in those scenes, yeah, like there's really just Vin Diesel and maybe Michelle Rodriguez that has more than like three genuine sequences in this movie. And that is just like that's really stretching this family, yeah, too thin. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I wanted to like it. I wanted to enjoy it. I just simply, I don't know. I like I told you. I I, I didn't. I don't even know if I really found it to be fun personally. Like Dang. maybe I, maybe I'd watch it again. Like I don't know. Maybe maybe not. I don't know. What well, we'll have to see. They they're calling they're calling this their their Infinity War. So maybe I'll have to see when their end game is. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's out in theaters now, and tons of people are are, are for sure going to see it. So yes, yeah. definitely. Um, anything else you guys want to mention? Having watched that, uh, you checked out over the last week uh, or so. Just one thing. Uh, Let's hear it. Hulu's Dear Mama, uh, which I really was like, for a person who is a very huge. Tupac fan to have a perspective that even goes beyond some of the things that I knew um, was just kind of special. 
yeah, it, it, it really is about his journey and how it relates to his mom and, and, and her contributions to who he is, just like her Black Panther past, who she is as a person, her addiction, um, that, and it's told by Alan Hughes, one of the Hughes brothers, Minister Society. For those that don't know, the unacquainted, Tupac was actually supposed to be a minister society. Never got into it. Why? Because he beat the brothers up. One of the brothers is directing the documentary and somehow is coming through without shitting on him the whole time because <laughs> he was beaten to a pulp and still he mentions it and mm -hmm. how he felt about it and why he chose to do the documentary in the documentary. It's just special, man. It, there's a reason why he loved him. He, this is how much he loved him. He beat him half to death. He recovered. He sued him. And then he's just like, I love him. I still love him. I'm going to make a documentary about it. <laughs> it's crazy. So um, a lot of footage that uh, had rare footage, some pictures you probably haven't seen before. Um, some Baltimore friends, really cool. Oh yeah, of course. Some of his classmates from um, School for the Arts, um, and some of his friends in New York and in California. And it's just this guy was young, man. Is that why that picture of him and uh, Jada Pinkett was making the rounds? Was <laughs> the one that movie? keeps surfacing, like yeah. the ad uh, campaign, right? For for the school, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. That's where I teach, so it's an you know I, I know yeah. I, you hear those names mentioned, but I, that picture 100%. was still interesting to see. But yeah, yeah it was totally man. like a publicity shot, like they're standing in front of lockers and they just look <laughs> yeah, it's really cool, man. Um, but it's it's worth checking out. Um, the story about this one particular story where he shoots uh, two undercover cops that are attacking an innocent guy in Atlanta, and the way that Tupac gets on one knee like military style and starts shooting at the cops mm -hmm. is so like and when you see the context of it when the story's being told it feels like a warm story because like he's a superhero you know what i mean in some mm -hmm. ways like he really did not like people getting pushed around or hurt in front of him he was like wildly defending people around him and i i can relate that to that on some level um it's really worth watching. Is it a yeah. is it a film or is it a series? It's a, it's a mini series, a okay. limited series. It's, it's okay. five episodes. Okay, cool. Real fun. It's a fun watch. Sad shit, but it's it's fun at the same time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's fun and sad. It's fun and sad. What about you guys? What have you checked out? I wanted to mention just one show that I, I kind of caught up with that I had been very excited to watch, which zero, exactly zero. I actually pulled the internet and zero people are talking about this show. Okay. And it's another example of like Apple TV having great products, okay. but nobody having any clue what the fuck they are or how to, okay. what, who's in it. But I've been, I've caught up on Silo. Mm, how um, is that? It's so good. It's yeah, so good. It looks good. I don't want to watch that. Yeah, like first off, just because Rebecca Ferguson it. is is there, I'm just like I'm in, mm -hmm. I'm in, yeah. Yeah. She's and she's incredible in it, and it's got this really interesting, uh, like uh, Will Patton's in it. Um, who else is it? Uh, Tim Robbins is in it. Uh, David uh, I I, I Uh, oh, I forget cool. who else. 
yeah, I don't know. It, it's a really great cast, and then the movie. I mean, the show does a lot of this, like kind of this, 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 this kind of jumping around a little bit in time um, to kind of spend time with these characters at different points in in this silos creation and present day. But basically, uh, the synopsis is: in a ruined and toxic future, thousands live in a giant silo deep underground. After its sheriff breaks the cardinal rule. And residents start dying mysteriously. Engineer Juliet starts to uncover shocking secrets and the truth about the silo. So David uh, David plays the sheriff, and she plays um, Rebecca plays Juliet. But um, it's got a lot. It's got real heavy Lost vibes. Yeah. So if okay, if you're a fan of that wow. series, you know wherever you fell on that series. But it's just again, we talk about it all the time on this podcast. But like the production value, the cinematography, like just this world that's built, you know, in this show. And I've only, I guess I've only seen the first, I think the first four is what I watched. I watched what has aired so far, uh, maybe one extra one, but um, just a super cool, like question of like, why are we in this silo? And it's like, mm. everybody's bought into this idea, but then someone starts to question it mm. and, and, and brick by brick, this wall comes down figuratively of like, this legacy, this story, this, this, uh, you know, belief of what life is like and why we have to live this way. Um, it's really great. And it's on Apple TV again. I, it's one of those things, man. It's fr- comes out on Fridays. I think, um, there's the day this podcast comes out, I think episode four drops, but if you like Rebecca Ferguson, any of the cast that I just mentioned, or if, if, if even mentioning, uh lost would 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 get you to watch it i would highly recommend it um it's gotten some really good reviews early on um but yeah it's it's great so far and that's called uh silo s i l o well i already I mentioned John. i already mentioned i've been i've been uh catching up on uh, succession and i am now fully caught up on that show and they just had an episode that was uh, pretty amazing stuff, but there's plenty of people out there talking about that show already. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I will say that if you're a, uh, you know, a, I don't know, I guess it might depend on where you fall on the political spectrum. But um, the most recent episode was sort of an election night uh, uh, episode that dealt with the inner workings of a, of let's just say a Fox News like news organization on on a major, uh, a, you know, a presidential election night, and it was very. Uh, you know, PTSD from 2016 election night definitely. Uh, oh wow! <laughs> it definitely will trigger some of that. But also, yeah, very, it was just very triggering. And, but but also, just very much in keeping with that, this show's storytelling to to believe that that episode felt like it could have been that this is what the this felt like a climactic moment for the show. That it was like a lot of the players involved and a lot of the you know this thing about succession the the dialogue so well written that the performances are so great it's like a nice looking show it's uh it 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 really did it's sometimes hard for an episode of that show to stand out above the others because it's a lot of people walking up and down hallways and sitting in the same offices and you know <laughs> insulting each other cleverly but this this was one of those standout episodes that you could point to or you could imagine people pointing to when they look back on this great show so um two more weeks to uh, appreciate succession it's crazy man it's one of my favorite shows and uh this season's been incredible i thought uh, yeah. and this last day yeah, the i mean every episode has been great this season but yeah it's just like you know they they've done this amazing job of like kind of giving characters real moments in each in in each episode and 
it feels so balanced and like it's just really pretty amazing how they've kind of run up run this up to like the final two episodes and it's it's crazy that that's all we're gonna have well uh, you know steve you mentioned those given the moments like i was thinking about how like in the last couple three there have been like a climactic moments of a sort for each of the characters they've either gotten a win or a loss or something like a, a, a step forward so it's getting to that point where a lot of great shows get to where you look at the last two episodes and you go well I don't know what they have to deal with. Like they've dealt with so many of the things that you thought might be the end of the show already. Yeah. Like there's yeah. something that happened earlier in this season that you thought might've been the end, but it's not. And so it, you know, yeah. it reminds me of the way better call Saul wrapped up a certain part of its plot line. And there were four or five episodes left for you to go, Oh wait, what is this show now that we have, we've come to this point. And right. uh, I think succession is doing that too, of like giving you time to feel like when it really ends, it's going to, feel like oh they really exhausted the possibilities of this they didn't just yeah. come to an obvious stopping point and then like you know turn off the turn off the story this is it feels like there's climaxes coming you know and it's hard to say that you really are rooting for any of these characters but there are still a couple of like semi-happy endings that that you can sort of hope for but i don't know if <laughs> this is that show <laughs> yeah it's cool. uh it's a it's a good one for sure i i honestly feel like it's going to go down as one of hbo's better shows of all time so like consistent. if, 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 if yeah. they land this if yeah and i have no doubt that they're going to like if they if it really kind of lands it's it yeah that's that's the key like every season is great and all the character work is just top notch they're performing anybody like they're all could be nominated yeah. for emmys i'm sure they will it's just like it's such a quality show and it's yeah it's that hbo that's that goodness right there. Yeah, HBO's got a brand of goodness, and I'm just, you know, like the silo description that I'm giving, like for Apple TV. I feel like they got these special shows, but, you know, obviously Succession has a great audience, and I can't wait to see how they end it, man. Yeah. Sadly, but uh, I'm excited. Um, cool. All right, guys. Well, that's it for the episode. MoviesTribute.com is the website. You can go there to catch up on past episodes or to subscribe to the show if you don't already in uh, the podcast platform of your choice. And then uh, youtube.com slash movies movie podcast. If you want the video element, if like John said, if you wanted to see Ronald's face uh, when I described <laughs> the uh, stinger for Fast X, you, you would have missed that unless you are on the video side. So it was a stink there. face. So I'm sure. uh, <laughs> hit, hit subscribe, hit the bell. So you get uh, all those alerts when the, the new episodes hit YouTube. But uh, we'll be back next week. I have no idea besides John's pick for required viewing what we'll be talking about next week. But uh, there's some new stuff coming out uh, all over the place. But I'm sure we'll find something fun to discuss. And uh, as always, you've made our day. Thanks. Bye.